Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. I gotta tell you, man, when people in the chat are reminding me to make sure I connect up uh, properly, I have hit an all-new low. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot even begin to tell you what has gone wrong in the past five minutes. Like, it is literally 25 minutes of going wrong in five minutes. And if I look disheveled, well, that's normal, and you're just finally paying attention. But... Could be other stuff. <clears throat> I'm wearing one of my two Snoopy shirts today. Snoopy is definitely becoming more and more my spirit animal lately. Trying, trying to embrace my inner Snoop. Uh, let me just check in with the chat real quick. Chat by a show of hands. Can you hear me? All right. I. There is just so much going wrong. I, I just, and maybe, you know, a lot of it stems, I mean, most of it, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> most of it stems from me. Uh, I'm, I'm, so now I'm in a situation where I'm slightly paranoid about the tech that I use to record the show because, because I had that catastrophic uh, incident a couple of, uh, couple of weeks ago where I didn't record anything. I mean, not to be fair, it really lightened my workload for the week. So, I mean, if you want to look for positives, there's that. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it freaked me out. I've, I've explained, I think, a few times that I, I do this show down here in my production studio. It's in my basement and stuff like that. I'm going to fix my camera right now because I can. Yeah. All right. So I've changed over. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've changed over to a Logitech, my Logitech webcam that I used to use for, uh, for something. For oh, for uh, like web stuff. Why is it still being a dick? Like what is what is actually? Happening? Sorry. Don't worry. You'll be able to see all that next week on this. Oh, I see what's happening. <clears throat> Ta-da! I did it. I did it. Speaking of seeing things on the top 20, uh, did anybody catch this week's top 20? Did anybody in the in the chat and the listening audience catch this week's top 20? It's a very special top 20. Do you, do you want to know why? Do you remember why? Does anyone care why? I'll tell you why. Uh, the reason is because your fearless leader here, a.k.a. me... Uh, forgot to broadcast the top, uh, the first 20, 25 minutes for the Hard Rock Lunchbox last week. I actually recorded it to a file instead of sending it out into the interwebs. So uh, nobody heard what I was talking about. I was talking about economics. I was talking about a uh, post uh, from Robbie, that, a conversation with Robbie from Avavum that we were having. And I thought it was kind of a poignant point to be making about economics. Uh, and we can talk about some of that, you know, today if you want to. But, um, the point of it is, is like you didn't get to hear it on the Hard Rock Lunchbox, so it's really the first top twenty um, ever that you didn't hear on the top that you didn't hear live on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. And I've toyed with that for a long time in order to give people like special content 
that they could just go and view. But honestly, most people tune into the Hard Rock Lunchbox to hear it live. So I feel like if I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't want to take anything away from anybody. I just, I want to add to, um, I want to add to a value add to your services. So if I'm ever gonna do anything extra, I'm just gonna put it on there. Uh, I'll put it on YouTube, but I'm not gonna take it away from people listening to Hard Rock Lunchbox intentionally. But as I said, this is exactly what happens. So um, if you haven't yet. Please hop on over to Strangerhood TV and check out the top 20 because it's, uh, I thought, a fairly interesting conversation about economics economics, and about a lot of the um, talking that people are doing on social media. Again, I'm not on social media all that often these days, but like when I do pop on, it really does kind of show up almost immediately, which is very hella bothersome because that just means if my small sample size <laughs> phrasing, if my small sample size is pulling a bunch of nonsense like right away that kind of means that that's what people are talking about, like it's a good, I could probably infer that and, and do infer that so uh, it's probably important for anybody else to be kind of equipped with that information because people are saying a lot of things that just aren't true and there are things that are verifiable and the things that are not verifiable and all that other stuff um but uh, whatchamacallit, uh, something. So, yeah, so check out the, this week's top 20 uh, and like and share and subscribe. And feel free to put a comment in there, and I will address uh, the comments during the week uh, the, that are on there. Because, like I said, I thought it was an important conversation to have, so it's up there. But also, if you want to see what the, what the top 20 actually looks like and you're not a top 20 viewer, check that out. Uh, also up on... Um, on Strangerhood TV is the full uh, interview with Tom from Humble Bragger, Humble Braggers, uh, and honestly, I have had such a busy morning this morning. Um, I don't know who the seven questions are coming out tonight, or sorry, that came out last night that are out today. Uh, but you can check that out as well. Uh, always good programming over on Strangerhood TV. Check that out if you can. Um, okay, so. Uh, Oh, so some people did watch it. What did people think? Like, it's it's really no different than the Hard Rock Lunchbox, but you do get to see me be more expressive and emotive with, like, my hands and stuff, and you get really uh, up in your face about stuff. Like, not your face. Your face is fine. But, you know, if you're listening here, like, we're cool. Uh, but, yeah, throw in the uh, conversation here, uh, 99WNRR.com. You can just join the chat, and you can tell me what you think about stuff that's going on. Or you can tell me what you think about that, or just put comments in the thing, and I'm, I'm going to shut up now. So I had a busy morning. Uh, the last five minutes right now, uh, I started to say, like, I'm just, like, super paranoid that none of the tech I'm doing is, is working correctly. Now, this is tech I've trusted. I've done this show for over eight years, and I've been posting it for about six. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I just I have to remember certain things, like, whenever I do make a change, like, yep, I'm using a new camera, and it's going through the laptop. It's not my iPhone anymore. I got a new backdrop. I'm actually going to go back to the other backdrop, because I like the hard drive. I like all the logos better. Uh, I just, I just, I don't know. I just, I wasn't sure what was looking better. I think the quality of this camera is going to be better, although the quality of this camera on this particular subject matter might not be better, but I want it to look less and less, like... I'm doing, like, Wayne's World and stuff like that. Even Wayne's World look a little better than the quality of this. So I I don't really know how to make these things better outside of going to a production studio, which I'm just not going to do. I don't have the time. I definitely don't have the money. So I'm not doing those things. So I'm trying to make it as good as I possibly can for right now. So anyway, that's that's my story. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was monitoring the computer that was recording, going to be recording this show. 
and I realized that I was hearing it from a remote computer, which means that the remote computer was not recording itself because it was sending its sound to me. I know if you're not in tech, that may not make any sense, but I was like, hey, that could be a problem. So I went to check on it, and sure enough, there was no sound being recorded on the local computer, so I had to turn all that stuff off. And then when I came back down here to start this show, I accidentally hit a button that reconnected me to that computer and started that whole thing again. And that, my friends, is why I was late today. <laughs> it's a solid reason, and I can back it up for sure, but that is why I was late, because I was trying to make sure I had a recording of the show because I know how uh, uppity everybody can get when I don't. So that's currently what I'm up to. Also, I'm trying to remember to not look at the screen while I record. I'm trying to look at the camera, which is up there. The screen is here. Nope. Camera's there. Wow, that's a whew, that's a big differential. i got to fix that. I'll fix that. I'm not going to fix it now. Uh, i just got to remember to look at the camera, because it just looks like I wasn't looking at the camera last time, because I wasn't. I was looking at the screen, because I'm trying to monitor the volume and stuff like that, because the first time I did this, it was all clipping and stuff like that. So it's not all that easy to be a radio show. I mean, I, I, it might look easy on TV, <laughs> but there is so much that can go wrong. I mean, so, so much, especially when I'm doing things too quickly, which is uh, something I've got to work on for the next, say, 10 years. Yay. It's important to have a 10-year plan. So if you happen to notice, I have a boo-boo, boo-boo right there on my arm. You can't see that until next week, but I do. Uh, I went to the lab this morning to get some lab work done in the ever-growing quest to figure out uh, what the hell is wrong with me. Um, I I sat for... it's Oh, good. Your computer may not be optimized. Oh, I love when my computer tells me something while I'm recording something. I mean, you probably can't see that, but it's certainly not optimized. So, Just so you know, when you're watching this in a week, the top 20 has not been optimized. I feel like that's going to be the opening blurb right there. We can just probably just set that aside. <laughs> so anyway, I went to the lab this morning, and uh, I had to get, like, at least 30 vials. What is happening with these headphones again? I had to get uh, what felt like 30 vials of blood drawn um, for a whole bunch of tests, none of which I actually recognized. Um, I know that I do take stuff for thyroid. Uh, my thyroid is hypothyroid. Hypo? Hyper? Hypo. Uh, and I know I take meds for that, and I do have to monitor that pretty closely because thyroid is, like, kind of a big deal in the world of uh, your hormones and endocrine system and stuff like that. So I recognize that particular test, but there's a whole bunch of tests that weren't on it. Uh, but I didn't come here to tell you about that. In fact, I wasn't coming here to tell you about anything, but um, I had just such an interesting telling, t- a telling interaction with the lab tech. Now, I go to... To LabCorp on uh, Minetto Hill Road, they are typically the best and nicest lab I've ever been in. They're they're fairly small, single staff, so, um, and that that might not sound good, right? Like you probably want like a bigger one, like so there's more people. But when you have more people, they take on more people, so the delays when people screw stuff up just get really really bad. You know that's why it's like you're on a single lane road, like yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, you know, if you're behind somebody that's going really slow, but if you're on the Long Island Expressway and somebody decides to jackknife a trailer, you're going to be in way more trouble. So it's kind of like that, but but not. So I go there, and um, I, I ran out of the house. I was running a little bit late because me. And um, I took I took my van. And I didn't, I didn't have a mask with me. I didn't grab, I, I keep my mask in one of my hats, and I didn't grab that hat. I grabbed a different hat. 
and I did not have my spare in the van because I, I just didn't. And I also did not have my soccer bag with me. Now, my soccer bag has a sleeve of masks because COVID protocol for the hurricanes for the past year and a half or two years, whatever it was, they had to wear masks on and off the field, not when they play, blah, blah, blah. So I'll, just as a courtesy to them, for the same reason I have Band-Aids in there and hair ties in there, I decided to have masks in there. So I didn't have any masks. But I walked up to the building, and I was like, fine. There was no sign about mask entry. I was like, cool. So I go there, and I go to my appointment. Uh, when I get in there, I sign in, and then right next to the thing to sign in, like, you can't enter this room or this office without a mask. I'm like, uh-oh. And there's this, like, um, little old Asian lady. She's, like, on one side of the thing. So I just sat all the way across from her, as far as I could possibly be, just out of kind of respect. Uh, the nurse practitioner called, or phlebotomist or what I don't even know what she is the person that runs the show over there uh, called me up I did all my paperwork and stuff like that and she said go sit in the room so when she gets in the room I'm like listen I'm really sorry I don't have my mask today um, but if you have one I'll wear one I just I just I just didn't bring it she's like no she's like that that's okay she's like I've got my mask on and you weren't you know you weren't being a jerk about it and I was like are people still jerks about it and she just kind of looks at me she's like Every single day. And I was like, I thought about that for a second. And I was like, and I said to her, I was like, I don't understand why people would ever be mean to somebody that's about to stick them with a needle for starters. I mean, that seems like a really dumb idea. But then as I was thinking about it more and more, it's, you know, f- for why? <laughs> for, for why? For why would you do that anyway? Like, I understand that people that didn't want to wear masks didn't want to wear masks. You know what it is? Like, I raised children. Like, I did. I raised several children. Many. Too many children, you could say. And I understand, like, because sometimes kids don't want to wear pants or socks or a shirt or a diaper or whatever. Like, children do that because that's how children behave. Because they don't understand the rules. Sigmund Freud famously described the way children are as, you know, you had the id, you had the ego, and the superego. I don't need to go into Psych 101, because I did uh, Economics 101 last week, and this is not a master class for a university. Do you imagine for a second, though, Hard Rock Lunchbox University? Like, we would have the worst football team, but great Frisbee and soccer teams. Anyway, um, something, root beer, Patrick, Jurgen, Jurgen, um, totally drawing a blank. Anyway, uh, so oh, psych. So uh, Sigmund Freud, man, that was that was a hard road to travel. Um, yeah, you got to go four wheeling if you're going to watch the show. So anyway, so Sigmund Freud, uh, the the id is that childlike part of you that just wants what it wants, and then the ego is like the intellectual kind of like the control and between the ego and the superego they basically contain the it so like whenever you have a desire to do something that's like completely irrational and the rest of your brain goes you can't do that man you know like hey i want to take this screaming baby and throw it out the window like that's a very id response but like the ego and the superego like you can't do that um so anyway so people have devolved in the past few years, especially because of the political climate and then, of course, COVID and isolation. And when you're dealing with people that are anger all the time that's fear-based, then that's the kind of stuff you come up with. So anyway, so she's telling me, she's like, yeah, man, all the time, people are just yelling at me. Like, I'm just wearing a mask. You know, some people have to wear masks because that's the rule. And to be perfectly honest, if you're in a lab, 
chances are people are sick in there, especially a lab that gives COVID tests, you know? There was that joke that was going around that I used to laugh at every time I heard it, like every single time I heard it, where, you know, this guy walks into an elevator and he's wearing his mask, and the three other dudes in there are total, like, you know, Trump supporters, anti-mask. They're like, oh, don't be such a pussy. Take your mask off. He takes his mask off. He's like, oh, thank God, man. So many people are so worried about my COVID that they make me wear a mask everywhere. It's refreshing to be around some other people, right? I didn't do that joke justice, but it's funny. It makes me laugh every time. Um, but, yeah, so she's saying uh, that people are just, like, really mean, like, all the time. And and I was like, why? And she was saying that she had said something to her brother. And her brother it was just like, you know, you got to understand, people are, like, going to be sick. Uh, they're probably a little older, you know, and so they're just going to be crabby and cranky. So she's like, I always try and keep that in the back of my head. And then she said... You know, and I look a lot long, lot younger. I mean, she looked probably like Indian or Pakistani, like that some something, some sort of subcontinent um, uh, ethnicity. And she's like, I look, you know, I look a lot younger than I actually am. So that's part of it too. And I was like, that's part of it. Like people actually yell more at you because you're younger. I mean, that doesn't that seem bananas to anybody else? I mean, like it's just like what. Like, I, I would never yell at a kid. I mean, unless they're being a dick, but I would yell at an adult for being a dick, too. Like, I wouldn't just yell at a kid because they're a kid. I mean, if somebody's out there doing the job and, you know, doing a good job and doing a job that I need, I might add. Like, she didn't ask me to come in and donate blood. Like, I went in. I was like, hey, man, is there any chance you can just take this blood and send it off to my doctor and we can find out why I'm approaching 750 pounds real fast? Like, no, she's doing me the favor. This is like people that yell at their waiters and waitresses. Like, there was this whole article, uh, article, articles about people that were leaving the service industries because they were just tired of being yelled at by their bosses because they had to cover all these other shifts because people weren't working. And then all the people that were like, you know, I want my food now. I want it faster than before. And they're like, there's three of us here. You're like, like, there are people that are actually working to serve you and you're treating them horribly. Like, I have to tell you. At this point, and I'll say it definitively, and I'll tell anybody that needs to hear this, like if you are somebody that is yelling or giving any sort of grief to some other person for wearing a mask, you are the asshole. You are absolutely 100% the asshole. I don't care what your belief is about COVID. I, I definitely don't care what your belief is about mask usage. But the moment you start telling people that they shouldn't be wearing a mask because Bah, 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 you're the asshole. And I will go to my grave believing that, and I will tell anybody to their face that they are the problem. And they are. They are absolutely causing the problem 100%. And if you want to just go down the, like, you're sheep or you're, you're, you know, a snowflake, like, dude, why do you wear pants? Why do you wear shoes? Why do you wear makeup? Like, you want to talk about being sheep? Stop wearing makeup. Stop doing that. Stop wearing deodorant. Stop wearing a suit and tie to work. Like, those are like those are the rules that we've decided to go by. And if somebody wants to do something to protect their own health, like you don't know them. You don't know their story at all. I got to tell you, if I worked in a lab with sick people, I'd wear five masks and make sure everybody was wearing a mask that came in. I would have done that before COVID. Like, I think that's probably a good idea. And now that we're all realizing that's probably a good idea that people wear masks on our food so nobody keeps getting E. coli because a person that can't afford health insurance is sick and they're working that day and they're coughing into my spicy burrito. Like, I don't need that to be a spice burrito on the way out, if you know what I mean. Wear your goddamn mask. But just 
to be very clear about um, like the way people should behave in a civilized society, just stop. Like, I guarantee most of us can pick out the asshole. Most of us. Probably pretty easy. I could probably do it. You could probably do it. We know them when we see them. It's just how that is. But we really need people to stop being dicks to other people that are just trying to get by. If you're that person, stop it. And if you know those people, stop them. Point it out. Like, we should be doing to them what the entire world is doing to Putin right now. Like, we really should. Like, treat them like the pariah they are. Treat them like the problem they are. We don't need their help. We'll be doing just fine without them. And I I could make an argument that we'd be doing way better without them. And that's what I think. And that's what grinds my gears. You know what I could use? I could use a segue. I could use a bathroom break. And I could definitely use some F.U. money. I've got two of those right now. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, I have not played that song in a long time. That's a good cover. I like that one. <clears throat> uh, I've, I've covered that a few times. It's a good one. It's a good one for sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we could talk about, um, we could talk about a lot of, sorry, trying to keep up with the track, trying to keep up with the chat is, is very, is very difficult. Uh, uh, I hate this game, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, again, like, it's probably a lot of, probably a lot of, uh, I don't want to say, like, my side, but, like, our side. Like, probably a lot of people on the, like, live and let live. Like, kind of just stop stop enforcing your will upon people. Like, it's just, it's just so ridiculous. Um, and, you know, the argument can be made, well, like, you shouldn't have made me wear masks during COVID. It's like, dude, one of these things is a public health emergency. Like, whether you believe in it or not, our elected officials decided it was. Those are the rules. And, um, you know, like, you can follow them or you can not. But, like, you're not going to be in the right then all of a sudden, like, telling other people, like, what to do and stuff. I have a lot to say about that. Actually, I have a lot to say about, like, entitlements and stuff like that. But I'm going to play some more music real quick, and then we'll get back to it because I'm sure everybody's tired of me talking for now because I know I am. Um, it's one of the greatest bands I've ever had the pleasure of sharing a stage with. I, I feel like I've told these stories a million times. Uh, formerly Last Air for Lucy. Uh, I just, uh, uh, I love that band. And, and we have covered them before in Rebel 9. And we actually were talking about it not too long ago about bringing it back. And I think we're going to do exactly that. I don't think we'll get it done for the April show because actually we have a new song we've been working on that we've been really, really struggling with for some reason. But I'm trying to get that for the April 1st show. And, of course, more about the March 12th show. That's coming up in a couple days, just like a few minutes. But for right now, one of the greatest, one of the many greatest songs from Last Day for Lucy. Small Precious of Ox.
Ouch. And it was all your fault. All fail. I really do appreciate how creative and attacking <laughs> the chat can be. Feel free to join some of the conversation up on 99WNRR. Um, you may or may not know this, but there is a... A wealth, a magnitude of music going on this weekend uh, from a few of the sandbox bands. Uh, on Friday night, you're going to have Sweet Tooth over at One-Eyed Jacks. Um, that's a club-loaded show, and it doesn't look like it's any of the other sandbox bands, but that's that's cool. Sandbox is ever, ever expanding. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Saturday night is going to be our big sandbox return show. Uh, it's going to be something heavy, Craving Strange, and Revel 9. And if you think other bands are not represented, you'd be mistaken because uh, Joey is going to be playing bass for something heavy. And as you know, Joey is in yeah, every other band except Craving Strange and Rebel 9. So it's kind of like everybody's there. So it's, it's really going to work out. I know uh, when I had toyed earlier... With adding um, adding a fourth band to the Village Pub show, I had considered um, I was going to reach out to Eddie and see if I Ignite wanted to do it. And then Mikey was like, "Well, Joey's always playing, already playing bass for me, so it's kind of like they're practically there." And I was like, "All right." In my own defense, the Village Pub was like, "Why don't we just keep it at three? They're very post-COVID and very aware that they are one of the few venues to actually survive COVID, so they're just trying to go through it. But if everything goes well, then I'll have another show, and then we can talk about." Um, putting other things going forward there because if it's a good place and everybody likes it and our fans like it and our bands like it, there's really no reason not to add more stuff there. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be fun going forward. But as I said, Friday night, the return, they're saying don't call it a comeback, but it's my show, so I'll call it whatever I want. I'm not calling it a comeback, but it's not because you said so. I'm calling it a return of Sweet Tooth, which will be good to see. I cannot go because, as I mentioned to Johnny in my message to him the other day, um, I can't be trusted to go out uh, a day before my own show to see another show and not blow my voice out talking, singing, yelling, or whatever. And to be perfectly honest, I'm a little nervous about this upcoming show on Saturday, but more on that in a bit. I hope to God I have the right version of Lionheart here, but even if I don't have the right version, the demo version was just total baller anyway. So it's Sweet Tooth. Box. Oh good, I think I got the right one.
Fox. So, one of the things I really like about doing shows with like really good friends is that it's it's just more funner. <laughs> like, it just is because it's always like some ridiculousness that ensues and like silly conversations and stuff. And there's definitely some backstory going on between uh, the bands about like what's going on. But I think to, I think right now. My favorite one that I can read publicly is I wake up to this text. Me, Mikey, and Jimmy are in a group text for this show. So, from Mikey, it looks like around like 7.30 this morning. So, if you don't know, um, Rebel 9, Craving Strange, and Something Heavy are playing tomorrow night in the Village Pub in Lindenhurst. Saturday night, it's been a big deal trying to get all these bands together. It's the first time we've all played together. Uh, since before COVID, and actually the last time we all played together, I was a member of Craving Strange for a hot minute, so it wasn't even all like Rebel Nine. So, it was, but that was at Mr. Beery's, and that was over two years ago. In fact, our very last show was like March fifteenth or sixteenth of twenty twenty. Um, you know that I would consider like any kind of thing. Like that was our last COVID show. I mean, we've played two shows since. Uh, we would have played three, but one of them got snowed out. That's important to what I'm about to say. So anyway. Uh, in case you're not aware, we're actually having a big rainstorm on Saturday that is going to like freeze over at some point, and that's just freaking awesome. So, 7:30 something this morning uh, for Mikey. I just want to, I just want to apologize, guys. Thanks for putting me on this show, and I'm sorry that my show day curse of certain precipitation continues to haunt me. So I responded, "Now you're just being silly. Everyone knows I am the rain king. Also, snow. Keep in mind we got snowed out in January, and then Jimmy." I also have quite the history of rainy shows. <laughs> I think I think we were doomed doomed from the start, fellas. And that's <laughs> when you have bands tripping over each other to apologize for the bad weather. The be perfect ground is none of us had any control over. But if anybody was going to have that kind of control, it would definitely be Rebel Nine. In fact, we brought snow to Pennsylvania in the spring. We were actually kind of famous for it not internationally famous not notorious not infamous but like in certain circles like in pennsylvania and new jersey we have actually been tagged with bringing bad weather like it's just something that we do uh but it's always been in my opinion great because people still come out and see us anyway i know that um, I've told the story a bunch of times. We were at the Millennium Music Conference one time in Harrisburg, and we had to drive to the show, um, and it was so snowy out that I was actually driving in the middle of the road so that I could feel with the van's tires the little um, holes, the treads that they put in the road, road that basically wake you up in case you start going into the center of the road. So I was driving on those, and I said to the guys, we were going 15 miles an hour to Tubby's. I was like, are you sure you guys want to actually die on your way to Tubby's? Like, is this how we want to go out? But it ended up being a really, really great show, and one, and one of the better places I've ever played. Unfortunately, it's burned down. We actually are kind of a jinx when it comes to that, too. So, But I do hope everybody kind of comes out, and and I don't want to be like, you know, the harbinger of death or anything. Like, but it's very hard to get these bands together. It's very hard to put a sandbox show together in general. There are bands that just really aren't contributing to the sandbox anymore. There are bands that are have issues and attitudes with other bands that I'm trying to work on some of that stuff. Um, and there's just not a whole lot of camaraderie anymore because there just aren't 
I guess, a lot of shows going on. I mean, our three bands, and I would also throw in there like other bands, like uh, J- uh, like Jackknife Stiletto and All New Episode. And I would love to have, you know consider Sweet Tooth back in that fold. I would love to start working with A Farewell of Fire or even I Ignite again. And I certainly would love to play with Pathmaker again. I'm really beyond happy to play with them in April because that was just kind of a lucky get. I didn't set that up, but like... I would love to be doing these things with bands that I really like to not only play with but like work with because they're they're cool bands. So I'm I'm trying to do some of that stuff, but like there's not a lot of opportunities. And to be perfectly honest, Rebel Nine doesn't exactly have a big show schedule coming up this year. We've got a lot of other things that we're working on, and shows just aren't super important in this on that particular list right now. So um, I, I'm sure Craving is feeling the same way. I know they're working on new material, so that's kind of important to them. And I just don't see a lot going forward. So I know it's going to be really rainy. I know it's going to be really crap weather. But I really think it's a good opportunity to see a really good show. And I don't know that I'd be that flippant about it anymore these days because I just wouldn't. So expect to get there by, like, I think doors open at 7. Expect to get there by 8. Something heavy is on first. And with any luck, if Joey bothered to learn this song, you might even hear it. It's first time. This is the last time. On the box.
Punch Box. Yeah, man. So uh, Saturday night going to be our first show since Mulcahy's. That was November. I will tell you, we had, we did have that show set up for the Hub or Barnum Ballroom. That was going to be the end of January, and we worked on a really special set for that. Um, just like not out of our comfort zone, but we were just doing something typically not atypically Rebel Nine. And um, I think without letting too many secrets go, um, it's just it's just not a normal set for us. And we were doing that at Barnum Ballroom because. I didn't think it mattered, and I don't mean to insult that show. It just that's a little more casual of a show, I think. I thought, um, and so I was willing to kind of. I don't know. I, I have. I've. I. I think set lists. I think set lists are really important. And as silly as this might sound, I feel like it's a big part of Rebel Nine's sort of touring and live success. I, I like to think that I know how to write a really good set list. I definitely know how to write a bad one, and I've definitely seen it have effects on audiences. So I've learned over the years. I've been a touring musician since I was 19 years old. Like, I've been doing this. So let's carry the one. That's 722 years if you carry the one. That's a long time. So I think it's important to build a set. And I've actually argued with my band about this because they're... Maybe not they. I'll throw the, uh, you know what I'll throw Noodle under the bus for this one completely because he is a creature of he wants to play what he wants to play and he wants he he likes what he likes and we have songs that I don't necessarily know are the right songs for certain audiences and a lot of times they don't flow in the sets so you don't hear them as live you don't hear them live as often as others it's a big deal to me to sort of take you on this little bit of a journey uh, when I'm doing a set like I used to say you know our our thirty and forty minute sets were some of the best out there and I still believe that no conceit or arrogance but I would also say along with that like you give me 25 minutes I will blow your fucking mind with as much as I can throw in a set with the songs the material we have I will hit you so hard and I will hit you so fast with some of the best hard rock I can give you that you won't know what happened and I do believe that and where I will express conceit and arrogance or something that sounds like it is in that because at that point it's all about experience it's all about catalog it's all about performance and in 25 minutes i can really really do some damage to your ear holes and will if given the opportunity i think it's important and noodle and i argue often about that and it's funny too because when i first reformed the band with those guys i dropped so much so much live material like when I reform with these guys, the Razorblade Diaries is out, but the Reality Crush wasn't. I had songs for it, but it wasn't out yet. Uh, that was 2015 that that record came out. So we didn't have a whole lot of material that we were playing. I didn't teach them any G. Davey material, which Rebel 9 used to regularly do. We used to do, like, uh, Last Song and Say Another Prayer and She Saw Smiles. Those were regular songs in the set, plus at least 20 other songs we could pull on that we never recorded as G. Davey. I just decided, like, this was a good time to just call it. That's why we've never done, this version of Rebel 9 has never done a GDB song because I've never taught it to them. And it's not like they'll, they'll, they'll on, their alone, on their own will go and learn it because that's that would be ridiculous. Um, but um, so I believe in set lists. And what I did for Barnum Ballroom is I decided that I would try something completely different. And I'm not going to take you on this a, a particular journey. What I'm going to do is explain people to other stuff that Rebel 9 does and can do. And because of that, um, 
And because that show got snowed out, we decided that we were going to do this for the Village Pub as well. So we're taking that same hour-long set, and it's going to be a collection of, like, deep cuts, uh, rarities. Um, There's a couple covers in there, and something that I have never done before, and that is putting in three brand-new Rebel 9 songs. Now, I realize... That's bad for people that are there to see their favorite song, so I'm going to apologize in advance. But also, if you're there to hear your favorite song, do keep in mind that we aren't completely just, you know, dumping everything that people come see Rebel 9 for. That would be bananas. We're not doing that. Uh, We are including some of that stuff. Like I said, some deep cuts. So, like, if you've had a favorite that you've never seen live, this might be a chance to come see it live. There's a really good chance. Not to mention we have something super special that I don't actually ever expect to perform again. Maybe, maybe, if it goes really well. But, like, I really doubt it. Like, it's going to be, like, kind of a cell phone sort of moment. Um, But, yeah, a lot of that stuff is going to be going on Saturday night. So, if you're a real Rebel 9 fan, like, you'll, I think, really dig it. Like I said, we've got three brand new songs that people just have not heard. Uh, we're doing a song called As You Run, which if the only way you would have heard it is me doing an acoustic on the Bacon Is My Podcast uh, Thanksgiving Eve special. Uh, we're doing a song called Into the Afternoon, which happens to be one of Noodles and Kaz's favorite. It's based on a Kaz riff, if that you know indicates any kind of diversion or departure from normal Rebel 9 stuff. And we're doing a song called Inside, which I will tell you, uh, when I played it for Mikey and Jimmy, Mikey had said that it was probably the most pop-smart chorus I've ever written. So, who knows? I will also tell you I'm hella nervous about doing that set. We've been practicing it for a long time, and vocally I can kind of hold up. I'm a little worried that I'm going to talk myself out, so I'm telling everybody right now, if it seems like I'm standoffish or not talkish before the show, it's because I am. I'm literally doing that. I am not in the shape I was when I was playing, you know, four or 50 shows a year. I'm not in that kind of vocal shape. I think I'm in better shape, but I'm not sure. And I don't want to blow this set for you guys. I don't want to blow it for me because it's embarrassing. But, like, honestly, me fumbling through the back end of this set, like, oh, well. (laughs) But, like, I would rather it be good for you. So, like, just know that I'm not going to be talking. It's the exact same reason I said I'm not going to be going to the One-Eyed Jack show. Because there is no way I'm not, like, doing that at least once. And I've got to not do that. It's a longer set than normal. It's music and material that I'm not super familiar with, that I've never played live. And, you know, a bunch of other reasons. Plus, I'm an idiot. I over-talk and I blow my voice out constantly. So if it sounds like I'm not... If it seems like I'm just, like, not talking to anybody on Saturday night, I will be more than happy to talk to you as soon as our set is done. But I really am super overly concerned about getting it done properly and getting it done right. And that is my primary concern. So I'm not being a dick. Promise. Um, that being said, I have a request then for some Rebel 9. Who would have thought that? Going all the way back, and I can say that, all the way back, it's over 10 years old now, which blows my goddamn mind. It's without a box. Each moment 
Punch Box. I gotta say right here and now, that might be one of my favorite goddamn songs of all time. I love that song. I still remember having it on tape twice because I probably just blew out the <laughs> the original tape version. That that's a song, man. That is a song that everybody should listen to and dance to. And if I could cover it, I would. But man, I don't know anybody that sounds like that. Like I should pay Dylan to sing that because it'll just blow his voice out. That'll be funny to me. Like, sorry, Dylan, if you're listening. <laughs> oh man. The good people over at For Lack of a Term are coming to the end of their tour. I don't remember if they were here or they were, they're going to be here. I just, I totally lost track. I, I can't even begin to tell you how busy things have been lately. I'm working on that on a personal level. I'm trying to fix all that. Uh, but it's not going to get any better anytime soon because hurricane season starts on Friday. Well, not season, but our first practice back. And I know you might be thinking, but yo, it snowed yesterday, but yo, it doesn't really matter. We start the Long Island Cup. Uh, the Long Island Cup is the 20th of March, which is mere days, like 10 days away. So i got to get those bananas out on the soccer field and try and reacquaint them with what a soccer ball looks like. And, of course, the more important, much bigger rectangle that they need to put that soccer ball in. So that's my job as coach. But, yeah, for lack of a term, currently on tour. I think they're in Buffalo tonight or somewhere, or maybe just leaving Buffalo. I don't know. I like those guys. And here's a little bit of that for you. Strawberrykers. Relax. Hard. Rock. Lunch box. Now, it has once been said that if you've seen Joey D in a band anywhere live, you've seen all the bands. And yes, that's true. And it was once said by me just now. You all heard it. Now, I could pick blindfolded, reach into a hat, and pull out a band that Joey was probably in or played with at one point. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to play this one. I'm going to play the Neon Skyline because that's the one that the chat gave me the most shit about when I dared to say it sounded very Stevie Nicks-ish. And in the celebration of all things musical this weekend, we'll give this little three-and-a-half-minute tribute to Joey on the box. She was born with a golden heart So my girl's a precious smile Can't believe he ever saw that Turned his soul as a work of art Different man, a different life Didn't think he could ever fall To the time I promise not to break Rolls in time Never lost, only let us
Box. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, DJ, you said you were going to complain about something else later, and I never got to it. I suck. I'm sorry. I feel bad that I let you down. Don't worry. I can do it now. I'll wrap two things up into one very small segment, and then we'll get on with the music. First of all, that uh, woman, the lab tech I was talking about this morning, uh, when we were talking about like um, how people are just like hella rude and just being bigger and bigger assholes, she was actually telling me like they close at 3 o'clock, the lab, because it runs from like 7 in the morning. So she closed the door at like 3.10, which is like 10 minutes late. And she said like even after that, some old man was out there banging on the door, some 85-year-old man banging on the door telling her that she needs to open up because, you know, she needs to, like, be more responsible and she needs to be more um, accommodating because he was a vet. And I just turned to her, I was like, yeah, and I'm sure that's exactly what we were fighting for, the right to treat people like dog shit. And she was like, exactly. Like, why on earth would you be that angry? Like, you missed your appointment? Like, I know that that sucks, but if the place is closed, like, you can't go to, like, I don't know, why don't you go try that at, like, uh... I don't know, like a Charles Schwab, bang on their door and see what happens to you. Like, seriously, once places close, they close. Like, other people don't work for you unless they work for you. Like, people providing a service, like, have a little bit more respect and a little bit more understanding. And I want to just point out that there is literally nobody that should be dealing in those entitlements. And I'm very, very tired of old white, old white men thinking that the world is theirs, that they've earned it somehow. And as much as I feel for, like, people that sacrificed and, and served our country, and I do feel like they should be afforded a whole lot, they are. They already are. <laughs> Try and remember that. The rest of the world doesn't owe you anything, okay? And if you're treating people like shit, that's not what we sent you to fight for anyway. So, so knock it off. And the other thing I wanted to talk about makes me sound like the exact old white man that I just complained about. But it's something that I think is important to sort of see and realize in the world and just understand where it belongs and maybe not so much where it doesn't. So as you may or may not know, New York State has basically legalized marijuana and have approved uh, the ability to sell the product here on Long Island. Now, in, in, the, in the state of New York, New Jersey's done the same thing too. So, But it could be as early as the end of this year, which is awesome news because we thought it was going to be like 2023. Um, but they had been saying that they were going to be rolling out these licenses and they were going to be primary or prioritizing certain licenses. Uh, they were going to really try and promote uh, businesses owned by people of color, uh, businesses owned, you know, by, by minorities and stuff like that, which I have a problem with right off the bat. I understand why people think that that's probably a good idea, especially because of the history of disenfranchisement, but like it's also not fair to just regular old people that have been doing their job properly for years. But today, I saw that they're going to give the first 100 or 100 to 200 licenses to people specifically that have been convicted and arrested, or I guess arrested and convicted of uh, marijuana-related crimes. Now, I understand that it is a... Um, ridiculous law and the Rockefeller laws that kind of helped make this such a big thing. And I also understand how much it is inappropriate and disproportionate that people of color have been arrested for these crimes and then, you know, had to go and, and do, uh, do actually serve prison and jail time for that. Like, I understand all of those things. But I think what's bothering me the most, and I'm not saying it's deserved, and I can talk about that in a second, but I think what's bothering me the most is that 
if you take it out of that context, right, and just say it for what it is, like, they are prioritizing people that have, like, done criminal acts and gotten caught for it and then went to jail and served time for it. That's that's not okay. Uh, And that is, you know, that's like if it's, like, if, if I... If I start beating my kids now, which is not off the table. I mean, they're bigger than me, but, like, I'm not ruling it out. But if I start beating my kids now, and I get arrested for doing that, because it's child abuse or child endangerment, and I serve time. Let's say, like, in 10 years, they bring it back around, like, nope, we raised a whole bunch of assholes. We really need to start spanking and using the belt. Like, I had, I was hit. I was spanked. I was hit with belts and stuff like that. Maybe in, t- in 20 years, they bring that back around. And they're going to start issuing licenses for nursery schools or daycare centers. Like, now, because I've served time for that particular thing, I get the first license because I was somehow punished for that. That's like saying that people that couldn't remember that Pluto was a planet and failed all those tests in in science, like, they can now be science teachers because it turns out, like, Pluto Pluto isn't a planet because we changed our minds on something. The point is, it's completely ridiculous and really has nothing to do with a proper rollout of this this marijuana licensing industry. Like, it is... It is ridiculous. I understand why there are things like affirmative action. I understand why there are benefits and and things to to help women-owned businesses. I understand why there's entire organizations and governmental departments to help people of color and and minorities in general and LGBTQ communities. I understand all that because white men have been given basically the golden ticket all these years. I get it. I don't want to see this pendulum swing too far back. It's going to because that's the way pendulums work. But I want everybody that ever, like, considers these things or wonders about these things to understand that it doesn't make it right. It's actually the exact same thing that was going on. And as I say always, man, you just don't counteract wrongs that have been going on with doing wrongs yourself. Like, that's not the way to do things. It just isn't. You know, like, if you want to talk about, like, you know, police in minority communities, like, that would be, if the pendulum started swinging back, like, as we've been really over-policing poor and, you know, minority communities for years, and they're, uh, generally speaking, more so uh, the, the, the victims of being arrested, and they have stiffer crime, that would be like if we release that pendulum and let it swing the other way, and we just look at some young black kid that just happens to be, like, robbing somebody, like robbing a white guy, and it doesn't have to be black, I'm just using this for example. We see a black kid that's like robbing a guy or stealing a car, and we're like, listen, we've been really shitty to you, go ahead, go ahead, you take that car. Now, doesn't that sound ridiculous? Like, I'm not saying that people that smoked marijuana and got in trouble for it don't have a beef to be made, but like, why on earth would you give somebody that actively and knowingly broke the law an opportunity above everybody else? What about all of the rest of us that were able to smoke and do it quietly and like, kind of do it in the privacy of your own homes? Like, I should be entitled to that. In fact, you should be more entitled to it if you were able to figure out how to smoke weed while it was illegal legal and not get caught. That's somebody I would rather have run a business. I just I just want everybody to be aware. Like pendulums are real dangerous when it comes to what we think is important, what we think is right. You see that kind of stuff all the time in the Me Too movement. It's getting really bad in, in that Black Lives Matter is now, you know, having some issues like the resulting 
what what went on with the police and uh, all the stuff you're seeing in the subways and police officers saying like you know we aren't we're not going to do this anymore like actions have those consequences let's like kind of be careful who we're handing these things out to remember we're handing these licenses out to people that did time for weed I'm not saying it's right or wrong but I think there should be a little bit more to it like I don't know qualifications before you do something like that especially with my money and that old white man moment was brought to you by me And on with the show. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, I know what you're thinking. Thinking, much like me, it's been a really long time since Craving Strange put out new material. And that's cool, because they're allowed. They're also releasing new material on Saturday night. Right after the show. How convenient. But they haven't left us with nothing, right? They have a huge backlog of back... Back catalog. Backlog of catalog, if you will. Plenty of stuff there. But also they put out Rise. Hi there. They put out... Uh, <laughs> I can't concentrate with that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Let me turn that down. Hang on. <laughs> so they put out Rise for us, which was great, right? They did that. And then they put out... Was Ashes next, or was Say It All? I really don't even remember which one was next. I think Ashes was next. And Ashes, like, we were all waiting for it. Ashes was just like a, the darling child of, of the Unplugged stuff. And they totally fantastic. And then they put out Say It All, and I loved Say It All. I just loved the way it was done. I loved all the elements uh, from the from the influences that the band, Jimmy and the band, were pulling in. So they gave us a lot. And I'm here to argue that we're just underappreciative of... Of, of that effort, and I, I think we owe them. I think we owe them a thank you. Now, as a fan, <laughs> I feel like we've waited way too long for new material from Craig and Strange, and for that, we should also give them a thank you. Right? <laughs> Don't worry, because I, your host, know a guy. And if you think you had to wait till Saturday night to hear it, well, consider yourself super, super lucky because I've got brand new Craving Strange for you. Right goddamn now. <laughs> it's awesome. I dig it. I know you're going to dig it too. I hope they do it live Saturday night, but if not, you can uh, certainly tell them. You'll be able to tell for sure that they didn't do it. Uh, because you'll know what it sounds like, and if they did do it, you'll be able to sing along because we have hooked you good people up with brand friggin' new Craving Friggin' Strange. I Run Friggin' Away. That's not true. It's I Run Away. Brand new. A box.
Lunch Box. Ah, that is excellent advice, and I am the hell on out of here. What did we learn today? Not much. Try not to be a dick. Entitlements aren't for people, white people anymore, but they're also not for other non-white people. Uh, Q shouldn't smoke with people that he doesn't know, especially chicks in college. I think we learned that one the hard way. And, of course, Craving Strange has a brand-new song out that you'll be able to see live Saturday night with us with something heavy at the Village Pub. Uh, Don't forget, it's a cash bar, so bring cash. They don't do debit cards or or credit cards or whatever. They do have an ATM on site, but... Please bring cash. I think it's 10 bucks to get in the door. I don't know, honestly, if we're pulling the door or if you have to say who you're there to see. I honestly don't give a shit. Like, I'm just happy that people are coming out, so say whoever you want. As long as it's one of the bands there, let's not be a wise ass and say we're there to see somebody that's not. I'll know who it is. I will know who it is. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody that's going to check out uh, Sweet Tooth on Friday night, have a great time. I hope they do a great show. And everybody else, if you can make it Saturday night, I strongly urge you to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be at least a good show, probably a great show, possibly an amazing show. But uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to raise your expectations or anything. But, uh, you know, you should, you should push, push up your ex- expectations a little bit. It's going to be better than your average show. For sure. We can do that. All right. So everybody have a good and safe weekend. And if I see you Saturday night, then I will see you Saturday night. Otherwise, we will do this all again next week on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box.